Let's get creative. It's yonder. It's Jeff Robbins back with episode four of the Yonder Podcast. We get together, put out a podcast every two weeks talking about remote work, distributed companies, virtual teams, telecommuting cultures. There's so many different words for it. Uh, But if you're interested in that sort of thing, this is the podcast for you. And you should certainly visit yonder.io and subscribe. You can subscribe on iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher. And uh, we'd really appreciate it if you did. I'm Jeff Robbins. I'm the co-founder of Lullabot. We are a digital agency known for strategy, design, development, uh, particularly Drupal development. We've been doing that since 2006. And uh, this week we're talking to Jared Ponchot, who is Lullabot's creative director and runs our design team. For several years now, Jared has been thinking about the relationship between remote work and creative work. Uh, Conventionally, at most companies, it's sort of thought of that everyone needs to get in the same room together in order to brainstorm and be creative. And uh, Jared's kind of trying to deconstruct that and figure out how to get creative work done uh, without being in the same room together. And he's been really successful with it. It's a really interesting interview. I should say, I had some problems uh, when I pulled played back the podcast after recording it, I realized that the microphone that was being recorded on my side was not actually the microphone I was speaking into. And so I might sound good during the intro, but once we actually get into the interview, I kind of sound like I'm across the room. So, uh, but luckily, uh, Jared had a lot of wonderful things to say. So mostly you'll be listening to him and not so much to me. All right, let's get into our interview with Jared Ponshop. Jared Ponchot, welcome to the Yonder podcast. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's great to talk to you again. I I've been taking a, a little break from Lullabot to focus on a couple other things, and I feel like we haven't really talked. We used to talk, yeah, all the time. Yeah, sabbaticals really. Really disconnect, I guess. Yeah, Breaks break the patterns. <laughs> <Yeah. I know. laughs> so, for the for the sake of the audience, uh, why don't you tell us uh, tell us where you live? Sure, I live in North Atlanta. If you view Atlanta as like a clock, um, because Atlanta is one of these giant sprawling cities in the, in the United States, uh, and it has a beltway around it. Um, and I live just like a little above twelve o'clock. So, for for people in the Atlanta area, that means I'm an OTPer, which it's you know, it's only it's only cool to be ITP, which is inside the perimeter, and I'm outside the perimeter. So oh, that's what OTP stands for. Yes, yeah. So <laughs> I live. I'm an OTP Atlanta person. I'm so. I'm, I'm down with OTP. Yeah, you know me. Yeah. Um. Uh. So <clears throat> you work at Lullabot. I do. Yes, I am the creative director at Lullabot. And uh, functionally, what that means is 
uh, I was I kind of started the design team that we have, and now I try to help make sure that the work that we do is great and work with those designers and work with our clients and um, and our our focus we tend to be so like design team that can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people I suppose we tend to do large web projects especially web projects that are sort of you know at least grow into complex digital publishing kinds of things so things more than just like a blog or a brochureware thing um yeah lullabot historically is a drupal company drupal um is a cms that's you know great for flexible scaling of you know complex things and so our design team also uh has really developed lots of experience in working on those kinds of projects and we do ux work uh all the way through kind of visual uh as well although we would not call ourselves like a branding company or those kinds of things we tend to work with clients who already have established brands and and that kind of stuff so where would you where would you say the the sort of the sweet spot is i mean this in this world where you're sort of part of a content management system de- developing big you know big websites and and mobile experiences and and stuff like that well by designing i mean on that side like building where you know where where's the sweet spot between uh sort of static web development and and full-on like branding advertising kind of design stuff not really sure what the sweet spot in between them is. I know that for Lullabot, I feel like kind of what this is interesting, perhaps even in relation to this podcast. Um, I feel like what happened with Lullabot is we became a company that, um, well, actually became probably were from the very beginning that is sort of fascinated with, passionate about, and became really good at figuring out like how companies and businesses should work and especially how communication works via digital and because we're a fully distributed company and have been all along um it's we've sort of brought that ethic and expertise into all the work that we do and so our sweet spot tends to be like people trying to do communication across all kinds of different channels in different ways and publishing and stuff online and that can mean either you know in a more literal sense like media or those kinds of things but it can also mean like the way companies work and, you know, intranets can, and things like that can tend to be very complex. And, um, but it's all about like, how do you get people working really well together? How do you facilitate communication through digital tools? And we've, we're a company that sort of likes to design and build those kinds of digital tools. So that's a really interesting way of looking at it. I've never, I haven't really thought about things that way. Like, do you think that Lullabot's presence as uh, a company that is sort of intrinsically doing communication work, uh, you know, kind of creating websites, marketing pieces for for companies. Does that help Lullabot to be a distributed company and communicate better amongst its people? Or is um, it the other way around because we are a distributed company and, and we need to, you know, we need to communicate using digital methods that makes us better at doing the work or I, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I, I do think that because we're a digital or a digital because we're a distributed company and we, and we have been since our founding, as you would well know. <laughs> um, that, I was there. 
Yeah, you were. It turns out you were there. Um, the I, I do think it actually ha- has always made us um, be more intentional and more. Um, I mean, it's just like we heavily rely on digital for communications, and so, and that's both internally and externally, and so, and we tend to work with businesses who are in the same place that that it's literally their business to be able to communicate through digital tool, digital channels that, that often are very custom. Like it, theirs isn't going to be exactly the same as the next company that there it is, that it's a competitor of theirs, you know, and that's true. It seems like that's, that's true whether we're working with NBC or whether we're working with, you know, Hey, you know, B2B software or, you know, all kinds of different companies, universities, it's sort of the same thing. Like um, they're trying to figure out how to bring together lots of different things. And usually the companies we work with are not necessarily all co-located in one place. Um, I'd say often that's the case. And, but they haven't, that wasn't, you know, if if your origin is like i feel like distributed is a different thing and it and you end up learning some things that end up highly benefiting benefiting you in terms of how you approach digital projects um and and i do think that was a really long way of saying i think we bring that <laughs> to our clients to uh to the work that we do and that's that is a benefit it's not that you couldn't ever do good work as a co-located company in in doing what we do but i do think that there is you know a a special sauce <laughs> that we can apply to things that um, you kind of only get by if you're willing to, if you're willing to re- that heavily rely on the same tools that you're designing and building. Yeah. I, I've, I've uh, been saying for a few years now, uh, this idea that distributed is a discipline that, that, uh, there's disciplines. It, it, it sort of ankle weights for communications and management. And, you know, you can't rely on nonverbal, uh, more primal ways of, of communicating. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you have to find the words and write an email or make a phone call and figure out how to format what you're trying to express. But as such, uh, it, becomes better communication, better management, better people connecting skills, you know? And, uh, uh, and so, you know, ultimately I think what, what starts as a, as a difficulty becomes, um, an asset over time. Yeah, Um, for sure. I mean, I think like anything in life, you, you get a, you get a new sense of why you needed something or what you loved about something when you take it away. And, (laughs) and so the, like being a distributed company, like starts to, starts to make you notice all the things that need to be happening. Um, and also makes you notice the things that were happening. Uh, You know, I, I worked in co-located companies before I came to Lullabot and there can be a lot of time spent in a given work week, even in a small team, um, that maybe isn't the most efficient way to, to, to communicate, but it's like the ease of being in the same place kind of can, I guess, maybe help make you develop bad habits or something. Not, 
not that no one in distributed companies ever develops bad habits, but <laughs> you know, you start to notice those a lot more when you start to work with a distributed team. And, and you also find out like the value of being together as well. Yeah. And yeah. I think you end up being really intentional about that too. So, so let's segue into, into that. I mean, so you run Lullabot's design end of things, the creative uh, team at Lullabot. Um, conventionally, uh, when we think of like, um, I always think of like the back room at Mad Men where they're, you know, all kind of working together on sketches and putting together the pitch for the client and, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and stuff like that, you know, that sort of smoking cigarettes, yeah, and- <laughs> smoking cigarettes drinking whiskey. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, um, uh, how I, I, and, and, and also, I guess the other bit of information to sort of toss in here is when I've talked to friends that run, uh, companies, they feel like that, that creative, collaborative uh, side of things is what would most suffer if they didn't have an office. Uh, how, how have you handled that uh, at Lullabot? Yeah, that's, it's, it's been a, a journey. I think when I first started um, building out the design team that we have right now, that was sort of a question mark for me is how is that going to work? Is this possible even, you know, I actually wondered it as, as we got going with it. Um, you know, how, how do you make sure that, um, the kind of collaborative energy is still there in a team that's not all in the same place all the time. And I think there, like back to sort of noticing the things that you really need. Like, I I think somewhat early on, unfortunately not the very beginning, but I think it like it, you, there was some trial and error there, but within the first year, year and a half of, of starting to do this, it's, I, it's started to become really clear to me kind of what the very fundamental things were that you had to have to have a creative team, have to have a design team functioning well. And it, it didn't matter whether you were together or apart. Um, I had to find ways to like, I, for me, I, I wrote them down and I think about them a lot. It's uh, insight, energy, and focus. And I've got to figure out ways to make sure that my team has those three things. Um, and there are, you can sort of lean on the energy sometimes that can come out of being in the same place all the time. But uh, teams that are in the same place all the time maybe have a glut of energy, but only for certain personality types. Actually, it doesn't seem to prove out. You know, it's a little bit of a myth um, that energy for people comes out of being in contact with other people all the time, especially while you're doing your work. But it is for some, and it, there definitely is energy that's just there from being in the same room with other people. Um, but that glut of energy also can um, destroy focus and, or at least make focus Mm. the thing that you're really weak on. And a lot of creative output requires focus, you know, like a pencil is a decidedly singular tool. It's not easy for two people to use it at once. (laughs) And, um, and so I feel like the, the insight side of things maybe seems obvious, but it's like, that's a, that's just crucial for design teams in the way insight happens is the same, I think, almost across whether you're distributed or or co-located. And for that side of things, 
as a distributed team, we end up, you know, getting together like in one place to directly interview people. And just like co-located teams, we went and wind up running interviews over the phone and we do all like, but we do things to talk to real people to gain the insights that we need to make sure that we're, we're, we actually understand the problems that we're solving the right problems and that kind of stuff. But the, the energy component, um, I think is one of the most fascinating around being distributed there. Susan Kane uh, wrote a book a couple of years ago called quiet and she actually gave it a, a Ted talk on it as well. If you're not wanting to read the book, look, watch the Ted talk cause it's short and it's really good. Um, <laughs> and in her, in her book, her book is kind of about how society's, you know, maybe overblown the value of extroversion and sort of created this culture where if you're an introvert, you, pretend to be an extrovert in order for society to treat you well and to avoid inequity in the marketplace and whatnot. And um, so it's, it's about introversion, extroversion, but there's some fascinating things in there about the way like work happens and the way ideas happen and the way um, create creative work happens. And, and she, she shares several anecdotes. One of the ones that really like kind of stood out to me was this thing with uh, like I want to say there was like 48 scientists and uh, 48 advertising executives from 3M. And this is this was actually a number of years ago. I want to say it was like back in the 60s or something. But they did this study with 3M group where um, they had they took advertising executives and scientists and had and divided them into 12 groups of four people. Yeah, it was. And they. Th- they had each group like do brainstorming exercises and they, so, and they were sort of things that required you to do creative thinking and problem solving at the same time. Uh, I, one of them uh, that I remember was like, you brainstorm like the benefits and difficulties that would come from uh, being born with an extra thumb. It was stuff like that. Uh And uh, each individual was also given really a similar kind of problem on their own and then afterwards, they had a, a juried experts thing that judged all the stuff that came out. And the results of it fascinated people because the individuals in, in like almost all, I think it was like 23 of the 24 groups produced more ideas when they were actually working individually when the, than when they were working with their small group of three or four people. Uh, and then they also consistently produced ideas that were rated equal or higher quality uh, when they were working on their own. Um, and the advertisers were no better at this than the scientists, which, which like it, def- it defied all kinds of myths about the way creativity <laughs> happens, the way br- huh. what brainstorming is and stuff. And there's been a number of studies sort of like this that show that, and, and I think if, when I talk to designers, like uh, most designers tend to, when, the, once they have the insight they need, they know the problem that they need to solve um, the two, the two big things is like, they need to make sure sh- they need to be in a work environment. That's not sapping their energy because they need to have the energy to do the work, but they need, they need space and focus. They want to, you know, find their perfect, find their perfect space and have that time to zone out and produce the things. And I think, you know, engineers like writing code, it's, it's very similar. And so I think that some of the fears people have around, distributed teams and especially creative things 
like sort of miss the some of the actual benefits of the creative output that can happen when you give people that space. Um, you just have to really remember that you you can't stop being intentional about also helping a, your team maintain energy um, because they're not going to just get it naturally because even though I don't feel great today, I'm going to show up at the office. It's a really beautiful office and there's going to be fun stuff happening here and there and it's going to, you know, kind of get me going. You have to, you have to encourage. Um, I remember talking to somebody saying that like one of the big things for me was realizing that if I didn't, if I wasn't intentional as a leader of a, a distributed creative team about encouraging the team to care about their spaces individually it may not actually happen people can sort of fall into this thing of you know working all day in your underwear in your mom's basement (laughs) it doesn't have to be like that at all and um but so uh at lullabot one of the things we we do actually is um, we our team created a we call it Inspiring Spaces Day, and it's a once a month thing. And everybody in the team is is required to uh, spend between thirty minutes and three hours, and we do it the first Thursday of every month. Um, and do something to make your workspace more inspiring and make you feel better about the space that you're working in. Um, and it's and the only requirement in, in addition to that is that at the end of the day, we, we have a shared it's a shared GitHub project, actually. And the and all the designers post to the thread, and share what they did. Um, and and it, so, some weeks it, it's like people are crazy busy and it's 30 minutes and they re, they just organize all the stuff on their desk and it turns into photos of like the things organized neatly blog. Um, and, and some weeks it's, you know, finding new, you know, typographic poster for your wall or something or, and we've uh, had various of us that have, you know, built new desks or started over multiple months doing, you know, projects to actually sort of redo our office space and that kind of stuff. So, but, you know, we, I think our team cares a lot about the space we work in. It's just not all the same space. That's, yeah, that's a really interesting solution to that. Uh, you know, certainly when you go into design companies or sometimes ad, ad agencies, uh, they have a really nicely designed space that feels like, oh, it must yeah. be so inspiring to work here, you know. The I mean, there's certainly... You can get beer out of and... <laughs> yeah, well, there's certainly like a marketing aspect to that, both for yeah. potential customers slash clients and also to potential employees, you know. Uh, um, but but there is, you know, there's a there's a role that that plays in the energy of of the company as well, is what you're saying here. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't want to forsake that because that's not something that, as a distributed team, I mean, like it, it, as a distributed team, you still need to care about your space. Right, and if you're right. if you're a co-located company, you are going to be spending money as a company, as an organization, like on that space and making it great. The and, easy the easy thing to say as a person running a distributed company is, oh, that stuff doesn't matter. But it does matter. Right. Yeah, it does matter. You want even and even your developers, I think you want like it's not like this is some like, you know, hoity toity creative types like designers or something need this like even whether you're an engineer or whether you're an HR person or whatever, like you should care about your workspace. You should want it to be. Um, and it's it's going to be like your workspace in an office too. At times, it's going to be a mess, and you want to have you want to work at a place that cares about you 
spending a little time or organizing it so that your head your headspace feels organized after you do it. And I think it was Billy Collins, one of the my favorite poets. He was the I think he was like the poet emeritus, like the national poet, like back in the late nineties. But he I don't remember the name of the poem now, but he he has this um poem that in, he's talking about his writing process in this poem and he and he says that neatness is the niece of inspiration <laughs> it's like it's this thing that happens when you're trying to become inspired often is like you wind up going and cleaning up all your stuff and organizing everything in order you know, it's like is is a great way to procrastinate creative work <laughs> because by the time you're done it's like you're so energized that <laughs> you you end up producing a lot more so kind of building it up yeah yeah I, I really like this idea of insight energy and focus uh yeah have you found is have you found anything outside of that 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 doesn't seem to encompass no that- it's funny because i've i've I, it, it kind of became my thing a while ago and i keep i keep i think about it a lot and i and when I'm having conversations, I've, you know, I go to lots of conferences and speak and do that. And I've, I've actually spoken on this concept and shared it. And I, I keep looking for things that sort of fall outside of that. And there, there are definitely, you know, prerequisites to like having a design company or a design team or something that maybe don't neatly fit into those categories. But I still think I've found those to be sort of the foundational things like that. If, if you don't, if you're not careful and putting care into those three things with a creative team, you're going to feel pain at some point. Mm. Um, and usually you can, even in, you know, when you assess what didn't go well sometimes in work that you've done, um, it's not like, Oh, well we figured it out. It was a focus problem and that's, that solves it for the next time. But, but it is kind of instructive for me to look back and, and say, you know, what, what fell apart there and when, why did it fall apart? And sometimes it, just identifying like, well, actually, you know, this was a focus problem and, and, and this was, we didn't do a good job of helping a, a team that included a number of people at the client and another organization come to focus together, you know, and that led to a lack of focus for all the individuals. And like there are, you know, there are a lot of ways in which that I use this, but it's more of like an internal mental construct for me than something that's like a. So under this concept, would you say that, so energy can be intoxicating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and are, so are you saying that there's sort of this trap that can be, uh, that, that groups can fall in where they kind of get so caught up in the energy that they forget to actually, uh, get any insight into what they're solving or right. take the focus to actually do anything other than just woo. Yeah. Uh, is that, is that, am I understanding this correctly? Like, I mean, I think what I, what I was getting at more with the, like what can happen at a co-located company is that you may not suffer or you may not think you're suffering on the energy front, but the, like because of the collaborative environment and all that and sort of leaning maybe a little too much on keeping everybody in the same place together because that's how the magic will happen is, Mm -hmm. is you get a bunch of people in a room and magic happens. And, uh, it feels like magic happens, but what you, what what 3M and Susan Cain are saying is, is, eh. (laughs) yeah, yeah. Everybody can come out of it feeling like, wow, we produced some great ideas there. And it's, and it, you know, it's funny because it's, 
collaboration is still very much a part of the work we do. And Mm -hmm. so the, it, so a good example, like getting like actually giving listeners like, like actual things we do, we will, we'll have a problem set that we're working through and we'll have say two or three designers talking, talking it through and trying to like reviewing a bunch of stuff that came out of user interview and looking over the notes and the, you know, the model that we've built out for like what this thing needs to do, the needs that needs to solve. And we'll start sketching. Um, and while we will collaborate, um, together at points, usually what happens is we come together as a team, we go through that stuff, um, and we often, as a distributed team, we've done this together uh, in the same place, but often we end up doing this uh, not in the same place. And we'll, so we'll be on a Google Hangout, and we have we have these things called, our whole team has these things called IPvo cams, um, and uh, they're just like a document camera that is a, like a webcam, you could, USB document camera, and it makes it really easy to be able to, it, they you can get a stand for them. And so you can be sketching like in a sketchbook or on a big piece of paper or something. And other people can be watching you do it and doing the same thing. And so we'll all get out on Google hangout. We'll talk through the stuff, but then we'll break and we'll set a, a, a time limit and we'll say, you know, everybody sketch, you know, the classic sort of design studio method at that point, like, Everybody take eight minutes and produce eight ideas or, you know, in, in many cases, it's, it's a little bit more detailed than that. We're like everybody take 15 minutes and, and try to come up with some way, good, good ways to solve this. And then and we'll just sort of turn some music on, I'll mute our hangout and we'll go off on our own and produce some sketches. And then we come back on, you know, we just leave the hangout up and we'll just walk back over at the time limit when the timer goes off and we'll start talking through our ideas together visually and, you know, sketching with pencils and, and paper and just like you would if you were together in the same room. And so it is collaborative like we are, but it's, but we're still saying, we're still, you know, recognizing that, a lot of times people need to go take 10 minutes and think on their own and do some sketching. Um, and what comes out of that often what comes out of the amalgam of ideas, when you let people work individually, look at each other's work, there's an exercise I love doing in like our workshops that we run where we do this kind of a sketching exercise. And at the, at the end of this first time limit, you pass your ideas to the person on your left and that person has to look at the ideas that you produced and their own. They know their own and then produce a new idea based on um, what they've seen from someone else. Um, and, you know, it's like those kinds of things I feel like are leveraging, you know, collaboration and all of that. But they're still acknowledging that, you know, often the best ideas and insights come from individuals who are given space to focus for a little bit. Um, it, this all sounds, it all sounds very intentional, which I think is a good thing. However, for people who are listening, um, who are used to kind of a more organic uh, evolutionary process of, you know, being in the room together, um I could imagine it, it sounds like also sort of a bit of contortions. Mm-hmm. Uh, does it, can you address that at all? Like, um, 
is is this a difficult process? Does it fe- does it feel organic over time, or uh, does it still feel a little bit? Yeah, uh, weird, I think it, weird. it it feels organic. I think it's you know, like a bit a bit like life. Like you end up you reach that point in life where you realize that if you don't put it on your calendar to sit down and talk with your wife, <laughs> you're not, you guys are, can go through it a whole week without really talking. It's it, the you end up with the same thing in your work, I think, as a, as an adult, like there are things that you can think will happen naturally, you know, just sort of ambiently and organically. But really, the things that are most important, you need to actually like think about them, put them on a schedule um, and that kind of thing. And I, so I feel like th- there is something that comes out of being a distributed company that it just feels like, well, we're going to actually have to put it on a schedule. We're going to have to like we're going to have to set a weekly time that we do this as a larger do larger team critiques so that everybody's getting broader feedback. Um, we're going to have to see, you know, and whereas when you're a smaller co-located design studio, for example, you, you may be able to just leverage that sort of like, well, somebody needs some feedback. They'll, they'll tap the person next to him on the shoulder or they'll, they'll be putting something up on the wall and talking to somebody and somebody else will be getting coffee and notice and walk over. And so I do think, Yes, there are some limitations in terms of when you're a distributed team, you actually have to acknowledge, hey, we can't completely lean into that. We're going to have to be intentional and like put it on a schedule to, to do the things that are very important together. But I also think, I mean, distributed teams, like while we don't, you don't have to like tap someone on the shoulder with tools like Slack and things like that. We have ambient availability and this kind of thing does happen like sporadically, you know, spontaneously, even within our team. Mm-hmm. It's just that being a distributed team made us say, well, we're not going to just hope that that continues to happen all the time. We're going to be intentional and set like we're going to plan specific things, you know, both within our projects, with our clients, but as a team, we, we have a weekly, um, we just call it design review. It's it's basically a full team critique. And so anybody who's, you know, been producing work uh, has a chance to show that work. And we have some ground rules for how critique works and stuff. But, you know, and if the, I think if you're a larger co-located design shop, you probably need to do similar things. You know, so I don't know if it's like if that feels too, you know, non-organic and not spontaneous for some people, but it 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 works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you talked um, uh, about Susan Cain's book, Quiet, uh, which I think has a subtitle of something about the power of introverts or, or something along those lines. Do you feel like that there's a relationship uh, between introversion, extroversion, and, and sort of the ability of people to work on a distributed team? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think being, being a good, you know, positive member of a distributed team will require both introverts and extroverts to be intentional and take care uh, in terms of how they, how they interact with their team. Um, but I do think um, maybe there's one aspect of being a distributed team in terms of, as it relates to introverts and extroverts is like, 
there are a lot of different ways people define introvert and extrovert, but the, I think the core th- concept that I always come away with is sort of what, where you get energy and what costs mm-hmm. you energy. And I do think that um, society thinks that there are more extroverts than there are. And there, I think there are also a lot of ambiverts, <laughs> mm-hmm. like the people in the in-betweens and stuff. And back to the energy thing, like I do think that um, a lot of people – you know, if they're at a good in a good distributed team can find that over time that it's more humane with their energy. <laughs> like um and uh and for introverts especially, I think um that's true. But the thing is like to to be a really great designer or a really great engineer, or a really great architect or anything, like it doesn't matter whether you're an introvert or an extrovert. You're going to need to be a good communicator. You're going to you're going to need to be an organized thinker, like mm-hmm. who can can actually help work through things with humans and <laughs> figure out what the real problems right. are. There's a think. certain empathy yeah. level as well, and in, in under, just in that insight end of things, yeah. being able to understand yeah, how, sure. how people are going to receive this work. And sometimes co-located companies can maybe get away with this, like you know, well every you know we can hire a bunch of people and stick them in cubicles and as long as we have somebody walking around to make sure they're doing what they're supposed to do like you know things will work out here um and it does kind of feel to me like that's not that's something that that distributed companies probably can't do very well you know you kind of need good communicators and um and I don't know, that's something actually I've been thinking about a lot. I think that's one of the reasons why it's actually much more difficult to do things like apprenticeship programs or interns or internships for distributed within a distributed team. And I know that like my friend, Dan, uh, Dan Mall, who, who he runs, uh, I don't know if you call it a great, he runs a thing called super friendly, which is sort of like a collaborative. <laughs> I think of, that's yeah. what he calls it. A collaborative. Yeah. Yeah. And he, uh, he does an apprenticeship program, even though his teams are always fully distributed. Um, when he takes on an apprentice, that's always local right. and it's someone that comes to his office. Um, and so, you know, that's anyway, so I went off on a tangent there, but I think that, um, that that's maybe a challenge for distributed companies is like, how do you make sure that you're giving opportunities to people who maybe aren't as far along like because it can be you know even at lullabot i think we've we've historically been like the a team kind of like that's the kind of company we are and part of that may be because you kind of to do it really well with a distributed team you need great communicators who are managers of one and who on their own could kind of go out and run a project almost and and uh yeah, the, I'd love to be able to bring along people who are newer in their careers, you know, and want to learn how to get like that, who may have lots of talent or be a good communicator, but, you know, haven't done this enough to to have the confidence they need or those kinds of things. And I feel like that's sort of the next problem set that I'm fascinated with solving for distributed teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Mike Montero had a, had a blog post that he wrote uh, just came came across my radar recently talking about um, um, how junior designers kind of need to get their experience 
mm-hmm. not in a small agency in, in the in a larger place that can kind of support that. Um, and yeah, it makes sense. Even you know, even if Lullabot were a co-located uh, company, you would find a sim- similar kind of parallel. But but uh, it does feel like a, a bit of a weakness as a distributed company that um, in general yeah. that, that we haven't been able to kind of have like a training program uh, right. f- feel really great, but it also might be a scale issue. You know, it might be that if, if mm-hmm. uh, we got to 300 people, it would be easier to, easier to do that kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, describe to listeners what a, what a typical day looks like for uh, someone on the design team at Lullabot. Like what are the, what are the tools we, they would use or what are the, what, like, what does it look like? Can you sort of paint a general picture of what that looks like, and yeah. particularly what might be different for people who are coming from a more conventional way of thinking? Yeah, I mean, I think w- one of the things that may be a little bit different is is that um, in terms of you know how that day starts and the rhythm of that day, um, each individual designer has quite a bit of control over that, um, and back to the sort of energy concept, like I, I, one of the real benefits of being a distributed team. And if you can sort of orient yourself as a results oriented kind of a, a a team, um, you let people lean into their natural rhythms. And so, um, that, that tends to let people, you know, make their production time, the time when they're most productive and those kinds of things. Now we work with clients at Lullabot. We're not a product company. So, that that does mean that we're we're work, we're trying to schedule things and fit other people's schedules as well. So we still have the same kind of things you'd have, you know, at any other company where you get up one day and you're like, oh, I need to meet with this these people from this for for this client this morning and 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 go over the project with the team and and update everybody on progress and then and then I need to s- sketch some wireframes for this these parts of this, you know site or that that kind of stuff and a lot and it lullaby honestly the tool in terms of the tools you'll use like you, you might be sketching wireframes one morning with pencils and paper and then but we use tools like envision to um pop those pencil sketches you know in and let and let everybody on the project that that are all in different places be able to look at them comment on them uh we use live shares and envision to be able to walk through things but we do that i mean a lot of our stuff still starts the same same way it would if you were a co-located company it's a a pencil sketch or that kind of a thing but we use you know uh same tools that other design companies do for a long time we were an illustrator shop like we were doing almost all of our actual sort of web design, like the the static assets we produced were with Illustrator. Over time, we've been, we've shifted quite a bit to sketch app. Um, but you know, we still, that's, that's not really very different probably than people who have worked in co-located t- teams. We, we use Slack quite a bit. Um, and we have, you know, sort of specific channels for, for different things that, you know, let our give us sort of that ambient availability. So, you know, I, I can, I know when someone's in the office, not because I saw them walk in or I see them sitting at their desk, but, but I see they're, they're in Slack now. Um, and you know, if I want to tap them on the shoulder, I can ping them in Slack and, um, you know, we, 
share things with Google Calendar, so I pretty much know the schedule of the people I'm working with, and they know mine. And like, so it, you know, in terms of being able to tell when someone's in a meeting and stuff, like, it's really not that different than if you went to work at an office. It's just, you know, I, I think it, I can go out in, in, you know, going for a walk or something. Like, I can actually take my dog, or I can go say hello to my one-year-old, like, you know, or something during my lunch very easily, and um, I can use what would be if you. I live in the greater Atlanta area. So what could be a very long commute time, I get back <laughs> every single day, um, you know, which is nothing to sneeze at. Um, but, uh, you know, a day in the life, like I'm trying to think of things that would be like very unique. We, the, the one thing is like, we, we do have set times for certain things, like I was saying, and I have worked in small, you know, especially smaller design shops where that really wasn't a thing um you know it was sort of like you just walked up to somebody's desk if you were confused about what you were supposed to be working on or something like that but we we have like you know a weekly team critique time we have a weekly discussion time that we actually we use a github like issue thread to mm -hmm. It's like keep keep popping in things that it's like, man, this was a real challenge on this project. Let's have it like in one of our discussion times. Let's actually work through this together and see if we can come up with a decision on like which of these tools we should use or how we're going to do this better next time or those kinds of things. Oh, that's and, interesting. You're, um, you're you're handling the team dynamics and efficiency of your department as as a project. Yes. Yep. Like people, I, yeah. I found a bug. Yeah. I found there a is bug. a project for our, our des <laughs> Lullabots design team. And literally we're tracking issues uh, <laughs> at, of, for that project um, together. And we document lots of stuff like over time, we, tr we basically try to only document things that are like, boy, it'd be really helpful to have that like so we could copy and paste it and use it the next time, like boilerplates and, and, and things like that. But we, you know, we're not super document heavy, but we, anything that's like, no, it would be helpful if we just said, here's how we're going to do this. Cause it would make everyone's life easier. You know, we document that kind of stuff all in paper, like Dropbox paper docs, mm -hmm. and we just manage a folder together and that lets us, you know, sort of track changes on that. We, so yeah, I'm trying to think of other, it, it it's not that yeah it's not that different than if you were a, a co-located company. I do think it maybe what is different is that like real intentionality and care about you know well here here's what's working here's what's not we've you know the way we do retrospectives now uh, it's nothing new or that we really invented but we we have. Um, we set up a Trello board where everybody that was involved in the work gets to create cards um, for, you know, things that things that went really well, things that um, things that went poorly, things that we, ideas we have for things to do next time, stuff like that. And then and just like if we were a co-located team, we may do something like that with post-it notes and I'll be in a room and stick them up on the wall. And then each person gets to sort of pick a couple of theirs to go through with the team kind of a thing. We just do that with, you know, being on a phone call and using Trello. Um, mm -hmm. So a lot of those kinds of things, you know, you don't have to be a distributed team to do it. Um, and it's not, 
impossible to do if you are a distributed team. So, right. and it's it's ultimately sort of more portable and archivable. I think we've all been in that situation where you've got all this these notes on the whiteboard, and it's like, ah, uh, somebody should take a picture of this, and right. then you have a Dropbox folder with all those images, but it's not. Yeah, it's not the same thing. I mean, I literally have a Trello board for each of the stuff projects that we've been doing, and and you know, individual, and so we can kind of like look back together um, and see kind of repeat problems. So speaking of whiteboards, um, what, what, just so that we're not painting, uh, sort of misrepresenting, uh, um, your team gets together in person, gets together with clients from time to time. What, what role does in person play, uh, in, in, in the work getting done? In, in person, yes, we do. In fact, I would say most. There are occasionally there are projects we do that don't end up leading to any kind of a, you know, what we refer to as an on-site where we get people together in a, at a single site. Um, but that's a, that's pretty rare, actually. Most of the work that we do at some point, and it's usually for the work that our design team designers and strategists are doing, it's usually a few weeks into the actual work because there'll be lots of interviews, for example, at the minimum that are, that happen leading up to that. Um, and what happens there at those, it can vary some, but honestly, like the, the things that are so valuable about it are, especially when you're forming new relationships. So like starting off work with a new client, um, there are just dynamics, personal dynamics, uh, political dynamics for for a team that you're working with that until you're in the same room with them, you maybe wouldn't pick up on. Um, and I also think, you know, human relationship, like just it's so much easier to actually like form bonds and and get on the same page together when you're in the same place. And that can go a long way. So while while we I feel like we're proving over and over again you don't have to be in the same place the all the time it can be really helpful to get in the same place um early on when you're trying to get everyone on the same page get them in the same place like <laughs> um and it it makes things a lot easier um for like I just you know got back actually from one of these just about two weeks ago. And, you know, a lot of the stuff where we do there is, you know, conversations that are very active. Like we're as a team, it'll be, you know, designers from Lullabot, you know, developer strategist and several people from, you know, a team that our client makes up, whether it's people from a content team or they're, their tech lead or their CEO. I mean, like it's, it's all over the map in terms of who participates, but we're, we have people, you know, creating sticky notes that represent different goals and things that need to happen and have, have people voting with sticky, sticky, uh, sticky dots and, uh, card sorting and like drawing on whiteboards and draw and sketching on paper. And, uh, you know, these things that like, it, there's a lot of energy, like we talked about that does come from being in the same place, but it also like early on, you're trying to bring focus to the project itself and having everybody together in the same room can help surface where there's maybe misalignments. 
um, because you can read body language um, and all that. But it, it can it, the kinds of things that you can do really efficiently together to be able to come to decision and get everyone on the same page uh, can be just enormously valuable. Um, I would say if you're a small shop and you're you know you're doing projects you know, you tend to, you do more projects in a year and they're, they're, they're low enough dollar value that it's just like, well, that would be more expensive than the project itself to get. Um, you can still workshop things without being in the same place. But, um, I, I think the bigger, what you're taking on is the, just the greater chances for, you know, lack of focus or, or lack of ability to bring everybody together and, and, get decisions to happen. And so it's just hugely valuable. And like, and lack of insight too. I mean, a lot of that, right. Like nonverbal body language, office politics stuff is, is insightful. Sure. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So, uh, how do you think, um, being a distributed company has made things harder for you and your team and maybe even Lullabot in general? Um, I think where it can be tiring is for leadership at distributed companies. Um, So management of people in general, and like, I think leadership within creative teams isn't sort of like, you know, just management, like giving everybody their tasks. Um, It's like being alongside people a lot and being available a lot and helping work through concepts with people. And, and if you're a distributed team, that means for the leadership, you're doing a lot of context switching and you're doing it via from one phone call to the next Google Hangout to the next. And so that there can that can sap energy. I think it's funny how like you, you end up with this like energy that like if you're just a designer within that team, like all the focus and the extra space that you get can actually be really freeing. I think I think it can be challenging at times for leadership because mostly because of you know it's just tiring as a human to be on the phone all the time so Mm -hmm. um i'm trying to think of other things that are particularly challenging um you know i think the the things that are challenging to do apart you end up deciding to do together and so um i think the other thing that can be challenging as you grow a company like that is again, like, and you'll have like inflection points where, you know, it, we're not quite big enough to support this yet. And therefore, you know, leadership is going to be doing all these things and leadership is going to need to travel quite a bit at times and and that kind of stuff. So, um, because the people that are involved in more of the projects, as opposed to like the, the individuals on the projects often are like sort of wholly into their own project, whereas management is like sort of involved in a bunch of different ones. So I think you, I, you need to, if you're going to join a distributed team, you need to actually be a person who, even if you don't want to be traveling all the time, and I don't think anybody at Lullabot really wants that, um, you need to be somebody who doesn't actually, does actually enjoy travel, like is fascinated with like getting mm-hmm. to experience other cities and stuff because, and I personally am, I loved like, I I didn't travel a lot before I came to Lullabot, but I loved travel. I always I love experiencing new places and stuff. And you know, because I have a family and whatnot, I I want to make it so that I'm not gone every 
third week of the year or something like that. But it's like, so that, that can be a challenge. Um, I don't know. You, you've done this as, as much as I have. Do you? Um, I'm the interviewer. You're the interviewee. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, yeah, no, the I, other, I, I agree with you. Everything. The other thing saying. that really jumps to mind is um, the cost of written communication. Like, Different people are wired different ways. Um, and I think I'm much more of an auditory auditory slash kinesthetic learner. Um, like I learn by hearing and by doing. Um, and uh, so it, there, there can be a big temptation within a distributed team to go way far down the line of everything being asynchronous in communication, meaning yeah. written word. And the weight of words <laughs> can pile up and sap energy. I think, um, you know, you're when so much of your job becomes sort of reading emails and crafting the right response and that kind of stuff. And yeah. words, by their very nature, are an abstraction layer around reality. They're not <laughs> real, so they take mental energy to actually parse them and translate them into something real to your brain. Yeah. Um, and so I, I love that concept. Yeah. So, so it's, it's just what that means is words are not the thing which they describe. Yeah. They are a representation of the thing that you, you, that is a, uh, a thing growing out of the ground. It's really tall. Let's come up with a word for it. Tree. And mm-hmm. we say tree, and we all use the shorthand tree, and we think we know what we mean when we say tree. But there are all sorts of different types of trees, and uh, you know, and so we kind of fool ourselves right. into thinking that we're communicating more clearly than we actually are sometimes. Right. Um, I mean, and and this is like huge with what I like the, the classic, you know, in for designers, the classic, you know, your client says to you, I don't know what I want, but I'll know it when I see it. Like it can be really hard to put words sometimes to like what you're actually should be doing. Um, and the, as a distributed team, again, it's just been a, a, like an intentionality thing. Like I've gotten really intentional about where, where are we, where, like, places where we were leveraging asynchronous and written word communication, especially around visuals and saying, no, let's, let's find ways to do this a little bit more live maybe, or a little bit, um, which comes back to sort of like the scheduling thing at, at times. But so things like, um, like comment threads on an envision app where, you know, everybody can post their comments. I, I went from having, designers like looking to me as a creative director for feedback all through these sort of asynchronous communication tools and, and just basically uh, at a, at a point, I don't know what you'd call it, click to clear like envision app comment bankruptcy, like saying, <laughs> I'm not going to pay attention to like, if, if you want, if you want review, here's what I've got. I've got this window of time, daily availability. So mm-hmm. whatever, every single day when you start your day, if you, whatever you've been working on, whatever you're stuck on, and you can always ping me in Slack outside of those times, but, um, I have set times. And so I can every day jump in with people live and then we can communicate via sketching to get like, we can communicate in ways beyond words. Mm. And the same is true with our clients. Like we work that way with our clients as well. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people, when they think about remote and distributed work, uh, they think, okay, um, 
I create a ticket on the, the you know, bug tracking tool, and then the remote people will do that. And it's sort of this inbox right. work where, you know, it's all asynchronous, all text-based, all, you know, kind of faceless, uh, um, right. uh, not real-time kind of kind of work. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you know, my experience, your, your need uh, is that it's not. It's not mm-hmm. that uh, a lot of the times it doesn't need to be that it's some companies it is, uh, yeah. but, but I think it, it's a, it's a misconception to think that that's all that it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause even our, even our engineers are a part of regular throughout the week, like scrum calls or check-ins where we're talking through the work that we're doing together and um, live or in real time. And, and, and Yeah. Yeah. So what what's easier about being a distributed team? Boy, I mean, I think the focus thing is a big one. Like it's it's so much easier to give people space and let them and even personally like to to have space to actually produce work. Um, you. The with each person has to sort of take some ownership of that on their own, obviously, but but the lack of sort of, you know, normal office distractions. Um, There's a real opportunity there uh, for people who, especially people who are, you know, in an office environment, find that they don't feel very productive. Um, Boy, can feel a lot more productive. And I've heard that, you know, from almost everyone that I've ever hired (laughs) um, at times. Like like I said, the, um, you know, you have to be intentional about the other aspects of energy. Um, but the focus in the, like this sort of space and lack of distractions can be really beneficial. Um, let's see. I think, do you feel like it's been an advantage in terms of hiring? That's a yes, for sure. Um, you're not, I mean, just not being limited to a particular region or area saying like, well, we're going to try to find the best person in this side of Philadelphia or like that's available or the, and just this sort of like, in order to convince someone to take this job, I don't have to convince them to be being willing to move to X city. You know, um, I think that's, it opens up a talent pool that, um, there, there are a lot of really talented designers too that like live in places that like don't have great design companies around them, you know. And so, but but for good reasons, they don't really want to move away from where they are. And so, I do think that it creates an opportunity on both ends. Like, I think it's really helpful for us, but I think it's really helpful for a lot of talented people too. Um, to let them be where they want and have life be like they want. Uh, let them live whole lives um, and still do great work with great people. You know. Yeah, that's a be- that's a, a beautiful picture that you've just painted. There. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. We can. Well, let's wrap it up there. Do you have anything else to add? Uh, no, I don't think so. This has been fascinating. It, I. I didn't think that I was going to be talking this long about, <laughs> about this. No, it just kept it kept going, yeah. but I think it's all good stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're you're uh, you're very thoughtful about all of this, and uh, it's good. You're, yeah, I've spent a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you know, when you came into Lullaby, it was 
it's like a technical company. We uh, yeah. we hired you originally because we had some internal stuff that needed some design, and we'd love to figure out how to do more design. But it was really um, amorphous, you know, mm-hmm. unstructured kind of uh, uh, right. uh, thing that you that you came into, and and um, you've done a lot of thinking about it and kind of figuring it all out and. Uh, it's really great to check in these years later and uh, see where it's gotten to. Yeah, it's been a it's been a fun process. We've we've learned a lot together. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, thanks, Jared. Yeah, thanks for having me.